Hello, welcome to Horizon at Home. I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors of Horizon. And this morning, we are going to start our fourth message, our final message in the series, Polarized, How to Navigate a Divided World. If I'm really honest with you, I am not excited about navigating a divided world over the next two weeks. I have removed Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter from my phone so that I cannot see all of those things. I have silenced news apps so that I won't get pop-ups on my phone about the latest things happening. I've logged completely out of Facebook on my computer so that I have to put some real effort in to get to get onto Facebook. I've muted and silenced as much of the of the media outlets as I can over this next 2 weeks. There is something really really dark about folks that I love fighting over the candidate who will lead our country forward next. And some of you are very excited, and rightly so. You have been super excited about casting your vote. You've reminded me that while I am not super excited about how to navigate this divided world anymore, that while that is something that I feel, it is a privilege to get to feel that way because people have worked really hard to make sure that we all get to vote and have a say at the polls. It's one of the things that makes America a wonderful place to live, right? That we get a voice in how things are shaped. And so I want you to hear me. I think that what you need to do over the next couple of weeks is go and and cast your vote. I think people have worked really hard to make sure that you have a voice to do that. I hope that like so many of my Facebook friends, you'll post a picture of you doing that, of teaching your kids or the people around you how important it is for us to vote. But as your pastor, I have to tell you that I also think it's really important for us to be people who are following Jesus in this season. Because this is what I think I've recognized is really hard about the next couple of weeks is that it's really hard for me to remember to follow Jesus in the day-to-day when this big election is sort of looming over us. And so I, I... I turned to the letter of James. It's just really practical advice about how to live your lives following Jesus. And these were the verses that I feel like God has asked me to share with you today. James chapter 2, verse 14. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, which the Bible defines faith is that you hope for things that aren't yet seen. So you know that that God is doing some good things, that God is creating a new days. We hope deeply and desperately for that. That is faith, a hope for those things that are not yet seen. So if you say you have faith, if you say you have hope in the things we haven't yet seen, if you have hope in a new day, if you say you have faith but you don't have works, if you're just sitting around talking about that but you've not rolled your sleeves up and got to work, can faith save you? That's the question James asks. Can that faith save you. If a brother or sister is naked and they lack daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their bodily needs, what is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works. And I, by my works, will show you my faith. So faith, that deep hope in things that are yet not, are not yet seen, this deep hope that God is indeed creating a new day, is attached to works. 
And so I just, I want to offer a reminder to those of you who are following Jesus that in the next couple of, of weeks, it's going to be really easy to care more about the hope in those things, in those new days, in that thing that is not yet seen, to worry more about the vote than it is to worry about the practical things that are around us. And so I just want to remind you over the next two weeks, this is what I think James would say to those of us who, who want to shine light, who want to ignite change over the next two weeks. The first thing that I think James would say is be present. It's going to be easy to focus more on the news, the, the next thing coming up on your phone, the next Facebook argument that you can get in. All of those things are going to look way more important than being present in the place God has put you in right now. What does it look like to have faith in the things that we don't yet see and be present with the things that are right in front of us? What does it look like to turn the TV off at night and spend a little extra time with your kids? What does it look like to spend a little extra time walking or running or exercising or talking to a friend or spending time with someone on, on a FaceTime or a Zoom call? What does that look like over the next two weeks and not so much time being present with the media and in the fear and the hysteria of the next two weeks? What does it look like to be present with the people around you for the next two weeks. I think that's what God is asking us to do, to be present where you are. Take some deep breaths. As you breathe in, know that God is with you. God is present with you. Be present with God. Be present with the people right in front of you. Be present at the work right in front of you. Be present. The second thing is be practical. James always offers practical advice. If you see somebody who's naked, if you see somebody who's hungry, if you see somebody who's in need, don't just tell them, hey, I'm going to vote for a candidate who's going to support you. No. Roll your window back up. Don't yell at them about your vote. And get out and figure out some way to meet their practical need. Be practical this week. Make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and hand it to somebody who needs it. Be practical. Give a call or a meal or a note or clothes or some, be practical in some way with the people around you to shine the light of Jesus. Because in these seasons, we can get so caught up in what's going to happen in two weeks that we forget to meet the practical needs right in front of our face. What does it look like this week for us to be practical? And the third thing is that James is really clear. James is really clear that faith and works are not separate. Works are attached to faith. Faith is attached to works. And so if you want to continue to have a faith that can move mountains, if you want to continue to have a hope in the things that are not yet seen, then I encourage you to be prayerful. Be prayerful. Pray for the people around you. There are practical needs all around us, and there's no way we can meet them all. Get on your knees and pray for our brothers and sisters in need. What does it look like this week for you to be prayerful? When you get in your car on the way to work, when you sit down at your computer, take five seconds and just say, God, for the people who need the practical things in this world, show me how to give it to them. What does it look like for you to be prayerful this week, to begin lifting other people up to God? You don't like the way your mother-in-law is voting? Pray for her. You don't like the way your friend is doing something? Pray for them. Be prayerful this week. So three things to be like Jesus this week. Be present. 
Be present with the people around you. Be practical. Name a practical need that you can meet. God has called you to make a difference in the place that you are. Meet the practical need that you can meet right now. Shine light and ignite change. And the third thing is to be prayerful. Offer these folks up to God. Some of you are probably saying this morning, hey, I don't even know what, I, I don't even know how to connect to Jesus anymore, especially in this season. I have some really good news. Jesus desperately wants to connect with you. He wants to give you a taste of what I was talking about, a taste of faith, a taste of that hope in a new day and the things that are not yet seen. Jesus wants to give you a taste of that right now. If you have never made a decision to follow Jesus, I ask you right now to be prayerful about that, right? Pray, God, I want to follow Jesus in this season. I feel like that's what you want to use me for in these next couple of weeks. It's to be someone who shines your light and ignites your change. Folks, the world needs you the next couple of weeks. They need you to be passionate about the things you care about. If you care about a candidate and you want other people to vote for him, then by all means, please go wave signs, watch at the polls, work at the polls, figure out ways to help people get there to vote. I think that's a Christian thing to do. Be present with the things right in front of your face. If God has called you to do something to meet some practical need, do it. And if God has laid someone on your heart to be praying for, pray for them. I've prayed for some folks in this season and I'm watching God change our relationship because I continue to lift them up to God. Horizon, I love you all. Horizon, God loves you all and God wants to use us to shine light and ignite change over these next two weeks. Will you pray with me? God, I am reminded of a song that I sang one of the first times that I chose to follow you, when I chose to walk step by step following you. Here I am, Lord. Send me. And that's our prayer this morning. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Where there are people who are hungry, send me with the food to feed them. Where there are people who are lonely, send me with joy, God, that they may not know only loneliness and isolation anymore. Here I am, send me. That's our prayer this morning, God. For each person watching or listening right now, God, I pray I pray that you will form their heart to say exactly that to you. Here I am, send me. We love you and we thank you for calling ordinary people like us to do the extraordinary things that you would have us to do to shine your light and ignite your change in this your world. We love you and we thank you for loving us and using us. Here we are, God. Send us. Amen.